Well, that was an off season. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that'd be great. I'm Miles Robinson. Hello to all my ATLians. We got Leandro. Everybody here, alright, hola. And you know what it is, five strikes don't stop. And you know what it is, we can cut above the rest. Now we got a gold star hanging above the crest. They lost in translation, they not understanding me. Joseph Martinez, Atlanta is family. My city love me, Orlando was mad at me. I can't be clean, but they stopped over and trash. We got WrestleMania, Frank the Boy, MLS champs. Gotta thank the Lord, boy, we number one. What you take us for? Gotta shout out all the blanks in the course. Brought to you by Creative Lothian. Yeah. So that was an off season. I'm uh, I'm Blake, and I've missed everybody. This is ATLNs United podcast. If it's you guys' first time tuning in, welcome to the show. If it's not your first time tuning in, welcome back, because we're in season three now of our show. We're heading into season four, quattro of Atlanta United, and a lot of things have changed. Four years is a long time. I turned thirty in a couple days. I'm not saying that Atlanta United is having a midlife crisis, but I am. I'm uh, I'm joined today by my co-host. ATL, Joe. I thought you were never going to introduce me. Well, I just wanted to string it on for dramatic effect. And I'm Blake Marshman, also known as the Marshman, and we are back for season three. I know most of you guys probably thought we were never coming back. Uh, most of you were probably devastated. Uh, a select few were probably thrilled at the idea of us never speaking again. But either way, you're listening now, so you're stuck with us for an entire season. And we got a lot in store for you guys, a lot of special stuff. We're making a bunch of changes, all positive this year to ACLN's United Podcast, and it's all focused on you, our fans, our listeners, and focusing on Atlanta United, the club, and the new heights we're going to reach in season four as a club, season three as a podcast. So, Joe, man, welcome back in. It's been too long. Yeah, Blake. And you know what? We're not the only ones making changes. Atlanta United made some massive changes this offseason. And we're going to go through this real quick, recap it all. I know all of you listeners are diehard fans, and you know what's happened, but we got to really go over, like, what the heck just happened during this offseason? Changes. Like, let's go through some of the I've been players. I've my singing in the offseason. I just want to throw that out there before we dive right in. Yeah. So. That was not too bad. Ch-ch-changes. You're going to get in front of the the, the capos and. Is that going to be a new chant? I, I highly doubt it because we haven't had a new chant in the entirety of us being a podcast. But we've tried. We have you tried. You can't say we, you and I haven't tried. We've tried. We've definitely tried. We've put it out there. But yeah, to our longtime listeners, our short-term listeners, and everyone that's part of the ATLNs United family, whether you follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, you've emailed us something stupid, send us a GIF, send us an emoji. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for being back for the season. And just like Joe said, we do want to catch everyone up. We've been gone for a lot of months, but Atlanta United has not. And Joe, let's start off with the dark news about everyone who's no longer going to be wearing 
the red, black, and gold. Blake, we did lose a lot of players, and we talked about this at the very end of last season. At our last episode, we went through what we predicted was going to happen in the offseason, and I don't quite remember what I said, but I'm pretty sure I'm very knowledgeable on this stuff, and I know what was going to happen. Yeah, of course. I mean, I always know the future, roughly speaking. Uh, I knew that we were going to lose players, and I knew that we would also probably gain some players. And both of those things happened, which makes me an expert. Well, you know what? We record every episode, so maybe we can go back in time a little bit and kind of see what we were thinking about these players. Let's just highlight a few players here, and maybe we can guess if we were right or wrong about that segment. Are we about to get roasted? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I was right about everything, so... I think I'm about to get roasted. Why don't you start? You pick a player. Uh, Let's see. Who's gone, at least for this season? Oh, uh... He's still sort of one of our own, but he, he's kind of not anymore. Andrew Carlton. Andrew Carlton. He's one of our own. Kind of, except when yeah, he's no, except partying. For he was partying too hard, got kicked off. I'm pretty sure. Forgot his passport. Yeah. Let's listen to what we said. I think he's gone. He's got to be gone. What do you think, Joe? I think we. he's got both for us and for him. For Atlanta and for Andrew, he's got to move. Oh, see? We're, we're geniuses. We well, nailed ki- it. Kinda. He got loaned, so like we still own him. He's still gone. He's gone for now. We don't have to look at him. It's not like he's gone for good. I don't have to look at him. I don't have to worry about him for a whole season. He's gone. Have fun. Bye. See ya. So I was right. No one even knows what Indy 11 is. It sounds like... Indy. Indiana Carlton. Indy Carlton. That's all I think about when I hear Indy 11 coming to save the day it's with his whip i can imagine him with a whip out there and his man bun with the hat on top he pops that hat off man bun promo video in indiana slashing the whip let's move on to someone who kind of plays a similar position what what did you think about Dion Pereira? because i for one thought for sure he was going to be gone i mean he he was just kind of a pickup during the offseason, you know. I, I didn't think he would Why keep him. Why do you think he's going to leave? Let's play it. I think we're going to hold on to Deion Pereira 100%. Uh, One of DeBoer's si- signings during the season, we're absolutely keeping him. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, 100%. That was, yeah, I said that, that we were going we to hang on to him 100%. Which, when I said 100%, what I really meant was... <laughs> probably a hundred percent probably definitely it's kind of like the weather it was a very confident prediction <laughs> definitely definitely got that wrong another huge offseason move joe uh you know he is the notorious the legendary lgp lgp you know LGP. me another one of the og members of our team uh let's let's go back to yeah. what we said about lgp well i think i definitely didn't say he was going to leave, right? Or or he was future captain of our team. He's got to be part of that, right? I, I don't know what we said, Fully Joe. unexpected. Let's let's see. Roll the clip. We absolutely need to sign LGP to a contract extension, keep him on the team with a center back pairing of Miles Robinson and LGP for the, the next four to five years is mouthwatering for this type of league. So we absolutely need to do what we can to extend his contract. I 100% agree with you. 
So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, LGP for the next four to five years? That, that's what that's what you said? It's, n- it's not what's going to happen. Right. Because Ouch. We, have, we have LGP for zero more years. Uh, LGP's gone. I think this is huge news, and we got to talk about it. This guy was a staple on our team. Love him, hate him, whatever you think about LGP. The guy played really, really hard. A lot of times to his own demise. Guy's got more cards than any player in our history. Not that our history is that extensive. But LGP was always good for a reckless tackle, a random red card, and scaring the living daylights out of us every game. You know what? With LGP and Miles Robinson, I thought we had the best center back pairing in the league, at least arguably, and they're up there top notch. So we'll see what Meza has to bring. And if Meza and Miles Robinson can form a duo like that, I wish you the best of luck in Mexico, LGP. You will be a legend here in Atlanta, so farewell. But moving on, you know, LGP is gone. Pogba, what what did you think? I thought he's old, retired, we free, probably not going to have him anymore. I thought it was just a gateway to get Paul Pogba to come play for us. But let's let's listen back to what you said about our good friend Pogba. If we don't keep LGP, then we absolutely must sign Pogba to a multi-year contract. Ooh. I was way wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I think you're a little bit off there because we didn't keep LGP, didn't keep Pogba. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm not off to a good start here. So, yeah, we're a little bit off right now. But Pogba, Pogba was not really ever brought in to be a day-in, day-out starter. But a guy that we all thought was going to come in and be a day-in, day-out starter, without a doubt this year, get the pay raise that he deserves, and continue to be the fan favorite that everyone in the supporters section respected almost more than any other player on the field, bar bar the king, bar a few other cogs, bar goose. This guy was there for us as supporters, and this guy was there for us through trophies and through the hard times. Uh, this is a tough one, man. Gresselmania. Gresselmania! Oh, Blake. Blake, I know what I said here. I, he was one of my favorite players. I made a hat, or I didn't make a hat. We had a hat of we his got, emblem. We had Gresselmania. We got a guy to make a yeah, hat. Yeah, Phantomaniacs made the hat, and I wore it all the time. I thought he was here to stay for good. I, I guarantee you I said that. It's uh, it's really sad, but let's, let's hear what we said. <laughs> And Gressel has just shown that he is a hidden gem, and he's a uh, just an absolute great player. We are going to go pay the man. Uh, yeah, no, I think Gressel is is a player that we can't afford to lose. He means more than just a crucial cog in the midfield to our team. I think he means a lot to the fan base. I think we have a real connection with Gressel. And like you said earlier, he's one of the only players that seems to constantly engage with the supporters and with the club. So uh, we got to pay Julian whatever it takes. It looks like we're going to have a lot of money freed up. Excited to see him in our midfield next year. (laughs) Wow, this is depressing. Actually, I still agree with what I said. I do think that he means a lot to the fan base and we should have paid him whatever it takes. So he's gone. And I think that the hardest part about this is the connection that he had with the fans. So I'm not I'm not crying, but uh, speak for yourself. But I'm crying, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean that's like I said it. Uh, you know, I think he's he's more than just a, a midfield player. I thought he was more than just a player for us. I thought he was a crucial connection to the fan base, 
And so uh, I do think that that's something that you stretch on money. And he wanted a pay raise. He got $700,000 a year at DC United. And you know, so best of luck to you, Julian, man. We got nothing but good memories here. Yeah, it was mutual. It was a mutual thing. Atlanta made a lot of money. Gressel got his pay raise. And, and, and we moved on. I mean, we capitalized absolutely to the T on Julian Gressel, who was making way below what he deserved to be making because he was that draft pick. And then we moved him on for a a ton of money. That's Atlanta United's theme. That's what they want to do. They want to bring in young players, develop them, and sell them for money. This one just happens to be interleague trade. So unfortunately, we're going to have to see him twice a year. But but we made the money on him, and we're going to go use that money elsewhere to bring in some better talent. Yeah, and our fan base is going to have nothing but positive memories for this German-American that brought so much joy to our faces week in, week out. This is a guy that was not just a stand-up player. He was a stand-up person. He did a lot for the community. He did a lot for the fan base. Always came to the supporter section immediately after the games. Win or lose, that's what I respected most about Gressel. He was there to applaud our support. You know that he felt our presence. We definitely felt his passion. And so uh, not to go off the deep end here, we got to move on and focus on the team we got ahead. No player is bigger than the club. But Julian, you're welcome anytime back in Atlanta. And uh, you can have you can have a beer on us, man. Well, Blake, now that we looked at our memories of all those players and we realized what actually happened, it's a sad moment, and, and here's a time to take a drink, and let's just mention a few of the other guys we lost that, that we all grew to love so so strongly. Got to start with our captain, El Capitan, Michael Parkhurst. Parky. Poor one for you, buddy. Still follow you on Twitter. And what about the Iraqi-American, Justin Miram, who came in to save the day when we had no left back? He decided to play a new position, and then... His salary got too high, and, and we just let him move. And he hasn't even found another. It's so sad. It's like this, this relationship you just forget about. You know, Brandon Vasquez came here, had a girlfriend, and, and those Argentinians just came, swooped in and right, right to her DM. So he had to go. Bye, Brandon. Oh, and then what about silky smooth like butter, <laughs> Darlington Nagby? Darlington. He's gone. Went to Columbus. Went back to Ohio. What's in Ohio? No one knows. Best midfielder in the country, without a doubt. Best box-to-box possession midfielder I've ever seen play. I have his jersey still. Bye, Darlington. And you know what, Blake? This might hurt the most. Especially when... I know you dream about those thunder thighs. Tito Vialba. Oh. He's no longer with us. <laughs> Moving on. Tito. Lion Tamer. All this gold, you're with us from the start. How can you leave us like this? Why? Why, Tito? Man, I'm going to miss that guy. Blake, let's just let's stop reminiscing on the players we lost. You know, it's a whole new season. The MLS has changed. We, we've got, gone through a lot of things. Let's, let's roll through some of what changes we're looking at in the MLS. N- to start off, none other than the CBA negotiations are finally done. It took all offseason... And then they finally just settled on what their agreement's on. And basically, they're getting rid of Tam and, and making it all gam. And they're like, okay, now have fun. Yeah. They, they got a lot done, but they got a lot not done. And when they weren't not getting done, there was a lot that they were getting done. Uh, they moved gam to Tam and decided to delete all the RAM and get rid of the Tam. And now we're on gam. 
so that uh, that's basically my analysis of the MLS negotiations. Uh, the, oh, and they increased their 401k. Right. Cool. Oh, yes, 4.25% now. Uh, I, I guess that's a match. So uh, hopefully you guys are investing heavily in Tesla. Yeah, I didn't even know they did Tesla that. Because my Tesla stock has been out of control. Um, but anyways, moving on. We also got the, the, the DP rule. It, it, it changed, but it didn't change. Can you kind of break it down for us, Joe? We still have three DPs, which, as you guys know, are players that we can sign beyond the salary cap. Yeah, but it, they, they basically formed it around what Atlanta United did from the get-go and are trying to make players sign young, talented, designated players. So if you want that third designated player, they got to be under the age of 24 years old. Yeah, so it's so, basically unlimited money that you can pay them in salary as long as the third player is under 23, which in our case would be Ezekiel Barco. Yeah, perfect. And in jo- both Joseph and Petey, they're both over that age now. I mean, Joseph, when we got him, was 24. Petey last year was, was 25. But now it's Barco is the type of guy that we have to keep. And if we lose him, we got to go get another really young kid to come in and play, which is not a bad thing. And, and, and if we can sell Barco for buku bucks in the summer, let's go use those buku bucks to buy the best young South American kid out there. Yeah, and I have total mixed feelings on this new law because I love the idea of, hey, you can go – like absolutely crazy on a salary for a player and he has to be under 23 great law but it should have been the fourth dp in my opinion if you really want to expand the mls i don't think there should be salary caps period but if you're going to put salary caps in place for league parity i think it's essential that you continually add those designated players that your team can build on four is so much different than three and, and what we could do with a fourth designated player, I, I think we were actually holding out for it. The front office won't come out and say it, but we have a lot of money stockpiled up still, even with our offseason acquisitions, that we could have splashed on a fourth designated player. And uh, I would have loved to see it in the league. There's a lot of smaller market teams that can't afford it. And when I say smaller market, it's not that it's smaller city than Atlanta. It just doesn't have as many people watching soccer. Blake. But uh, I'm frustrated by it. Like, to a certain extent. You're making great points, but you have no control over this. We have no control over what happens here. Just we, like, you know what else we don't have control over? Sponsors. Shirt sponsors are new for MLS. And now Piedmont Healthcare is going to be our sleeve sponsor. We can't control it. You can't put anything else on your sleeve that doesn't say Piedmont Healthcare. Piedmont Healthcare. It just says, Pied- it just says Piedmont. All it says is Piedmont. It looks cool. Piedmont is like a staple. Piedmont Park. I like Piedmont Park. Piedmont Park. Let's just pretend it's a Piedmont Park logo, and we'll keep it rolling. Uh, not too upset. It looks sharp. If you guys haven't seen the new jerseys, they got the Piedmont logo uh, on the sleeve. Oh, you're talking about the new gold jerseys? They finally brought gold into the jersey? White and gold. White, gray, and gold. The king jersey, yeah. But it looks like the original five-stripe jersey just got a white makeover. It, it, it looks good. It looks I, like Real Madrid's home kit. I really, really like it. Like. Yeah, Blake, and, and so much happened during this whole offseason that we could just go on and on and on just talking about MLS. But let, let's let wrap it up real quick, you know. Let, let's bring it back an old segment that is one of my favorites. Let me see if I can knock this out in 90 seconds with... MLS in 90 seconds. Go. A lot of people left the league. Uh, Zlatan's gone. Enough said. 
Also, Minnesota decided to dump their entire roster and start over. Very bold strategy, Minnesota. I'm just kidding. They still have a lot of good players. Yeah, I like Minnesota. Uh, Austin FC got a really cool sponsor, Yeti. They're not even part of the league yet, and they have a better sponsor than us. Yeah, but uh, no one, they're not here yet. Yeah, Walker Zimmerman got traded from LAFC. It's about time that LAFC loses a player instead of just keeps buying and buying and buying. Uh, maybe they'll start to do bad. Doubt it, but they could. You know, Nashville is at a standstill with their mayor, and, and he's refusing to move forward with a promised stadium, which is just bad for the league. Uh, sign the petition. Uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, he's he's not leaving the MLS. He's going to LAFC. Are you kidding me? LAFC loses a player news. and picks another no, that's one? That's absolutely terrible. Okay. We'll see you guys in Nashville, well, by the way. Inter Milan is suing Inter Miami for the trademark of using the word Inter. I wonder how that's going to go, but you know what? Inter Milan is just probably... Sorry, Inter Miami is probably just going to change their name to Flamingo and then get sued by Brazil. Who knows? All right, Blake, let's wrap this MLS up in 90 seconds up. Who do you think is going to be the best team in the league this year? What do you think? Is that a loaded question? I think Atlanta United is going to be the best team. But who's going to be number one? You mean you got you to give it to... Atlanta United, of course. Yeah, Atlanta United. Yeah. I don't know. This right. is a dumb question. Yeah, moving yeah. On. Moving on. You know, but around the league, some other teams made some big moves. I got to tell you, uh, one team that I thought had a really good offseason is Columbus Crew. You know, they made some really good moves. Not only did they get our own Darlington Nagby, they went out and, and signed a couple of big time players uh, from the Mexican League and from around the world. They got this dude from the Netherlands, a big tall defender with a cool last name more he, he's gonna be a beast to handle and then one of the best players in Liga MX which all of MLS just devoured Liga MX for talent this season but but Columbus did the same thing getting uh Zalarian the Targaryen no no oh, he's a Targaryen no too. no no he's more of a Mandalorian does he know Breck Zalarian the Mandalorian uh, I was gonna see if he knew Breck Either way, Columbus, I thought, did a really good job rounding out their team. They might be a team to look at uh, as a riser in the East. But if you go out West, I think LAFC is still the juggernaut out there. They basically kept the same roster besides Walker Zimmerman, but they brought on a bunch of other young uh, South American talent. They're, they are going to be a fun team to watch again and I uh, see if people can keep pace with them. Yeah, Bradley, Bradley Wright Phillips, I mean, that guy scores goals. Say what you want about him, but he's gonna he's gonna bang in a couple this year without a doubt. Yeah, but they've also brought in young weapons like Francisco Gianella, Brian Rodriguez, and Diego Palacios. They they brought in some really young, uh, booming talent with a ton of potential. Yeah. So, lot to catch up on in the MLS, lot to catch up on on players departing. We're gonna dive right into this season, guys. And guess what? <laughs> we haven't even played an official game yet. And people are already hurting. So uh, it's time for, everyone knows this is my favorite segment. Uh, it's time for uh, for me to tell you, Joe, what's hurting. Hey, ATLians, are you guys interested in additional Atlanta United content? Or are you guys interested in helping us eat? Consider contributing to patreon.com slash United. That's patreon.com slash United. Injury Report. Injury, injury, injury report. All right, so injuries. Everybody has been eagerly awaiting during this offseason to find out who's hurt. Uh, Bello crashed into his head. His head crashed into the ground. His head also crashed into some other things. 
he 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 got a concussion. He should be back. It did not injure any of his other uh, body parts besides his head, which is not that important in soccer because all you need to know is that the ball is supposed to go into the goal and you pass to people in red and black and gold. Or if you're away, you pass to people in white. And so, and so, yeah, I mean, it's sports long-term. We're not too worried about CTE, all that stuff. So he'll be back. He's good. Um, Miles Robinson is uh, actually a problem. He uh, he strained his quad um, trying to do our intro song. He was running up to the microphone to say, hello, I'm Miles Robinson, and uh, strained his quad. Um, That's bad news, Blake. Yeah. I, I- but I mean, we appreciate the sacrifice because I mean, it's great, great intro. Um, hopefully, he's back for at least our Concacaf Champions League home game, um, which is in a couple weeks. Yeah, and I hope it's not one of those n- nagging six to eight week injuries that that these could turn into. Yeah. So a, a strain, a strain. No one knows what a strain is. I mean, Remember when Bello torn. strained his quad last year? He was out for a whole freaking season. Yeah. That. Well, now he's got a head injury, so he'll probably forget about that. Um, so we're probably good on injuries. Not too worried about either one. I think Miles is going to be a warrior. He's going to come back strong. I mean, everyone everyone gets a little bit excited about getting on our podcast. We understand the quad strain there. Blake, all of that was a lot. And you know what I need? I need a beer. Beer of the week! Every week. And uh, guys, it's uh, with great pleasure that I have a huge announcement for the ATLN's United fan base. We've been doing beer of the week now for over two years, bringing you guys local Atlanta craft beers that Joe and I like to drink, breweries that we love all over the state of Georgia that we want to promote. And this year, we decided to take it to the next level. This is what we did. We went out and we're partnering exclusively with several local breweries for the entire season. We're going to feature rare beers, new beers, and we're going to get you guys the inside scoop on what's going on in their tap rooms, in their breweries, in their silos, and really give you guys an inside look into what it's like to be a local craft brewery in the state of Georgia and specifically representing Atlanta United. So it is with great, great pleasure that I announce our first partner. And it's a name, well, really the whole world knows at this point. It's Sweetwater Brewery. Dang tank. I mean, that was anticlimactic. To a certain extent, but I try to build it up as much as I can. We are super stoked. <laughs> Sweetwater is partnering us for the entire season. And this first week is actually lining up perfectly with Sweetwater's 23rd anniversary party. That's right. Sweetwater's been around for a long time. I did not realize they were only seven years younger than me, uh, but their birthday lines up with mine every year. Their 23rd anniversary is actually on my birthday. What? What? I know, it's crazy. Saturday, February the 15th. I would love to introduce our beer of the week, Joe. It's actually their 23rd anniversary edition beer. Yeah, it's a fodder-aged sour IPA. You want to spike it home for us? Well, I can't spike it home because it's in a bottle. And that might be something we're going to have to adjust to this year as as we're getting these beers, especially the rarest of the rare beers that we're going to introduce to you. It's, it's going to be fun. But this one comes with a special cork on top. So I'm going to open it up here real quick, and hopefully it makes the nice little cork popping sound. Yeah, we can do it here. A-T-L. Well, if I'm strong enough. Uh, <laughs> <hey>. <laughs> that was awesome. 
So uh, a little bit about this beer, guys. You guys can find this on Saturday at Sweetwater. We did actually raffle off tickets to the 23rd anniversary party, but this is this is two great styles. Um, it's coming in with notes of pineapple and tropical fruit. It's a light to medium bodied ale. You can drink this anywhere. So it's got galaxy hops, lotus hops, centennial hops, amarillo hops, lotus hops, bravo hops, azteca hops. Is that all the hops? I think it has all the hops. I think it plays basketball. It's an IPA sour. It's got to be the weirdest combination that is the most delicious combination you I've know ever what? tasted here. Like, this is great. I, I'm not a sour drinker myself. I, I typically stay away from them. But as I'm drinking this, it, it, the IPA, the bitterness really tones down the sourness. So I could sit there and drink this all day. I, I'm, I am a fan of this. Good job, Sweetwater. Yeah, coming in at 6.8% uh, on the ABV. This is a great beer to drink anywhere. We had it tonight with some delicious brisket cooked by our producer, Britt, who is always a phenomenal chef and the, the last one to admit it. But I, I, it paired well with the brisket. What would you pair this with, Joe? Uh, possibly pair with dessert. I think it would be great. But you know what? I think we should all go out to Sweetwater's anniversary. They're going to have tons and tons of beers on tap. A lot of exclusives, a lot of new ones. A lot. They'll bring back some of their old dank tanks. It's always a fun party that they put on. You know, I, I know they just came out with another beer, um, a Mexican-style craft lager, that insane OG Belgian-style lager. That, that's a pretty sweet one. That They've got one of the singers from Cypress Hill stamped on the bottle who they collabed with to make a weed-tasting lager. Yeah, and uh, if you guys have had the uh, the G13 420 strain, um, they're actually giving away custom 420 and G13 skis at the party. Um, so Saturday, Saturday, February 15th, 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's eight hours long. I went last year for my birthday. Um, they have a brand-new tap room. It's going to be open. Uh, with an anniversary party perfect menu. There's tons of food trucks. Uh, you can get in for 19 bucks. That's better than 20. If you guys want to do their super heady VIP package, um, it's super heady. It's $69. 69 nice <laughs> very nice um so yeah we'll be out there on saturday it's my birthday uh, i know we handed out some tickets to a lucky instagram winner so we hope to see all you guys out at sweetwater on saturday and uh yeah excited about our new partnership yeah, um like who was our instagram winner let's just go ahead and announce him on on the podcast um his name was jackson i forget the, his exact jackson hole underscore 99 95 very nice. Excuse 95. Me. Jackson Hole 95. Congrats. Jackson Hole 95. Congrats on winning the tickets, man. We'll see you out there on Saturday. Uh, so uh, we actually have another couple announcements to make when it comes to breweries that we're partnering with. We talked about Sweetwater as our first one. We're going to give you guys a sneak peek of two other partners that we've signed on for this season. Uh, and there's some, some breweries, some great breweries from the west side in the perimeter, in the city. Uh, second Self and Steady Hand Brewing. Very excited to have them both on. Second Self does a ton of work with Atlanta United already. They host watch parties, and we'll tell you guys about a couple events coming up there. Uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. If you guys don't have plans, they got a dinner pairing. It's going to be a multi-course menu with Chef Talene. Check it out. 65 bucks a person, West Midtown. And Steady Hand has a huge event coming up. It's their first anniversary party. If you guys haven't checked out Steady Hand yet, this is the day to do it. Mark your calendars now, March the 7th. It's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. We're going to be out there. It's going to be a great time. Turn it up. You know what I do when I want Atlanta United gear, specifically ATLNs United gear? I go to phantomaniacs.com. Look at the cool ATLNs United swag. You want something specific? Request it. He can make it. Phantomaniacs.com.
And now, back to Helene United Related News. Yeah, Blake, we recapped the MLS. Let's recap Atlanta United specific offseason. Finally, man. What it? You know what? What did we what do? Have we even been talking we, about. We lost a ton of players. We, now we've gained a ton of players, and, and Atlanta United's front office has been hard at work doing what they do best and just manipulating the salary cap and and finding the best ways to get the best players to make the best team to win the more games to win the cups and cryptic tweeting. That's that's what we do best. Don't forget cryptic Absolutely. tweeting. You cannot forget cryptic tweeting. No one cryptic tweets. Like Mr. Eagles. <laughs> absolutely. Eels. Absolutely. Darren Eels. Darren Eels. If you ever want to come on the show, man, the offer is still on the table. Yeah, we'll open our eagle wings. Yeah, I've tweeted to him like once and he didn't respond. Anyways. Yeah, well, you know, they, they started off by, they've been working on this for, probably for multiple years, but they got Franco Escobar, Ezekiel Barco, and Eric Rometty. All have become permanent residents of the United States. They no longer take up international slots. Just open up roster space. Not only does that benefit us right now, where we brought in some other international players, we still have room left for maybe a mid-season. If something happens, we trade a player, make money, we can bring in another international player. It's just phenomenal how many times people come to... Actually, it's a great plan. If there's anybody, especially in Venezuela or some of the, the places where it's tough to live and they want to come move to the United States, yeah, man. Atlanta United's like, you will become a U.S. citizen if you live here. Dude, I'm fired up right now. I want to listen to Bruce Springsteen. I want to listen to Born in the USA right now. Well, it's not Born in the USA. They were born somewhere else. You That's can't right. change where That's you were true. born. Well, but Oh, what about that? America! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's it. There we go. Uh, but change America to Atlanta, North, north South. It doesn't really matter. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. We're here to save the world now. No, yeah. we got, we must have a really good immigration lawyer yeah. working for us. That's and all I, it's say. probably Brad Guzan. You know, he just signed through twenty twenty three. Mister Clean Sheet is our goalie for good. He's staying on for forever and, and potentially. I'm I'm already. Signing the petition to make him the starter for the the World Cup team that comes out when when they play in Atlanta. Yeah, we'll see if he doesn't have a cane by then or um or uh, dentures. Isn't <laughs> he's getting pretty old? I mean, he's getting up there, right? Yeah, he yeah, is. Okay, I think I think we'll be okay. But let, let's talk about the players we gained. You know, we went through that sad segment of who we lost. Let's let's talk about who the people that have joined the team, Blake. Okay. Uh, let's dive right in. So, a warm welcome back to one of the Atlanta United OGs, Anton Walks. Anton, welcome back, dude. We missed your hair, and we missed your defending. Oh, thank you. I, I spent a couple years across the pond, and, and it really refined my game. I, I'm really good in the central midfield now, and I can also play a left back if you want me to. I know you didn't like me last time, but, but now I'm back to play that. Thanks, Anton. Uh, we also acquired Adam John. Adam John, Adam John, Adam John, uh, from uh, formerly Columbus Crew, and then he went to Phoenix to play for the Rising FC, and he rose, not from the dead, because that would be crazy, but he rose to Atlanta United. Where are you going with this, Blake? I don't know. All right. I think Adam John is a 
perfect replacement for Brandon Vasquez. He's going to bring exactly what Brandon Vasquez brought to the the team, but he's got more goal scoring prowess proven in the in the lower leagues. He scored a PK against us in that game we're not going to talk about. Yeah, he shushed but, us. But you know what? He's a great backup. We needed a backup striker. No one's going to supplant Joseph Martinez. So I think that was a great signing. Uh, and another great signing, in my opinion, is Brooks Lennon. Bringing on this young kid, 22 years old, still developing, and, and is American kid, but he went to Liverpool for a while, played in their academy. I think Brooks Lennon is going to have a phenomenal year, and, and he can be that WrestleMania replacement. We'll just see if he can produce like WrestleMania. He has every opportunity to do so right now. Yeah, and he comes from a great soccer academy background. You're right. He spent time at Liverpool most recently at Real Salt Lake. Uh, This guy plays really the Gressel role. He plays as a defender, but he can also play as a forward winger slash midfielder that plays on the wide. So a wide outside midfielder really excited to see Brooks play I thought he looked sharp in the preseason uh so him and Anton walks coming in both 22 years old another thing to highlight we continue to invest in youth uh Adam John in case you guys were wondering is is uh he's actually almost my age he's very youthful he's about to turn 30 yeah youth um another player that kind of came out of nowhere Mateus Rosetto I think it's more pronounced Rosetto Rosetto? Is that Portuguese? That R makes that, that silent sound. Anyways, everyone's going to say Rosetto. And Rosetto <laughs> is welcome to Georgia. He's 23-year-old Brazilian. Yeah, you <laughs> know what? I'm really excited about this signing. This is one of the ones in the offseason. We had to kind of change our plans and shift where we couldn't sign who we wanted. And then this guy just falls into our lap and we pick him up. And the last time someone just fell into our lap where we had to change plans last minute, well, you know, we were going after a Paraguayan Oscar Romero. And then all of a sudden, China came in and swooped him away. And we signed this guy that no one really knows from, from an Italian league, Joseph Martinez. And, and you know, that worked out just okay. Joseph Martinez? That's it. That was it. <laughs> but, Man. no, I am extremely excited about Joseto. Uh, Brazilian, it's the first time we're bringing a Brazilian to Atlanta United. We can add another flag to who has been here. And, and I'm really excited because it's, it's the change from Nagby, who we all love, silky smooth, buttery, and cleans up the mistakes. What Rosetto a- adds that Nagby didn't have is that attacking prowess. And he's a guy that will tr- take chances. He'll create. He loves to play those long balls, find the open man, and he's not afraid to shoot the ball. I'm going to go ahead and say that he he has seven to eight goals, maybe nine this season. Wow, bold takes. But I totally agree with you, Joe. Having a Brazilian on our team for our just our global credibility as we try to build a global brand, as we shoot to win the CONCACAF Champions League and get into that Club World Cup to play against the elites of the game, players like Rosetto or Joseto is going to be crucial to our continued success globally. We're bringing an entirely new market of Brazilian fans into our club base, and I think it's incredibly exciting. This is a wonderful signing. It was out of nowhere, and this guy is going to be a stud. Uh, Speaking of studs, we had a veteran defender that we signed at left back, a position that we need help at, especially after Bello bumped his head, Edgar Castillo. Talk a little bit about this guy, Joe. Well, this is a really good veteran signing, maybe a like for like for like a Breck Shea but honestly, he could be even better. He's got loads of experience, played in the MLS for years, went on to play in Liga MX for a while with Santos Laguna and Tijuana, two 
highly regarded clubs in Mexico. This guy brings loads of experience. I'm glad he's there at left back. And quite honestly, we could use another left back with Bellows' injury concerns now rolling on into this year and Castillo as our our solid left back. Who's going to be the sub there? We'll see if we've got some of these other guys as we've watched in preseason maybe take the step up. But right now it's Castillo. And then we sign another veteran to take LGP's place as that other center back. Fernando Meza. Yeah, Fernando Meza is coming in with a ton of experience. He's 29 years old and is the prime of his career for a defender. Uh, he came up through the San Lorenzo ranks, and he was actually teammates back in the day with uh, former Five Stripes winger Tito Vijaba. We've already talked about Tito and cried about him. And he's he's honestly a player that comes in and is expected to start at center back next to Miles Robinson, and everyone knows that. He is supposed to take LGP's spot, and he's supposed to be an upgrade on LGP, a more savvy, veteran, less reckless LGP that's going to anchor that back line and let in even less goals than last year. Now, Blake, I, I don't know if I would say he's an upgrade from LGP. I think it might be a downgrade, but in terms of Frank DeBoer's play style, it might be exactly what DeBoer wants to see in his center back. A, a safe option, someone that's not going to be out of position, and, and he's going to hold down the defense. And we'll see. I'm going to give him a full season to, to really place my judgment on him, but at my pre thoughts on this is he is a downgrade from LGP so we'll see how it turns out yeah and as we've proven time and time again you know we're great at predicting I'm exactly right. how things are going to play out so I know, am always right I'm, I'm glad you guys listen to us every week because we, we always nail it right on the head uh Jake Mulraney coming in 23 years old Irish uh can you do the rest of this intro in your best Irish accent show Midlothian that's where he's from. That's where that, he used to play. Oh, that's all I got. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, this guy, this guy's Irish, and he's a talented winger. Uh, got a lot of appearances uh, with Hearts and with Inverness. Those are two clubs in uh, the Scottish Premier League, and I am uh, really excited to see him on the team. We've seen him a little bit in preseason. Coming in, he's been exciting. He's created chances. He's put some great crosses in. Our wingers are scary good. Uh, coming into this this season, we got Barco, we got Petey Martinez starting next to Joseph Martinez up front, and now we add Mulraney and our final cog, at least what we see is our final cog for right now in the machine, Joe, and uh, yeah, new signing right now. The brand new signing, we just brought him in this week, Luis Castro. He, he is a young Uruguayan winger. He brings another uh, aspect of speed, not quite nearly as fast as Tito Vialba. But he's a guy that's not he's not going to mind coming off the bench and adding that spark off the bench. And he still has a lot to prove. And he's coming into a new league. So he's got backgrounds in the Uruguayan League and the Argentinian League. This is a guy I'm excited to see play. Of course, we haven't seen him on the field in preseason because he's just coming over right now. But I'm excited to see how he develops and perhaps as a depth piece uh, that might be able to push for a starting spot on this roster We'll see if he can break through, but but Atlanta United still building their roster. I think now, for the time being, the senior roster spots are complete. They've got everybody signed up, but there could always be a last-minute signing where they drop someone and bring someone else on that might be a better fit 
or we also got the summer where we could move on some players and bring on or some loans expire and we bring on new players too. Yeah, incredibly exciting. All over the board. I mean, we continue to develop not only our international and European presence with bringing in players like Jake Mulraney, uh, but we also continue to grow our domestic experience, uh, bringing in players like Brooks Lennon, bringing in players like Adam John. And then, you know, Anton Walks coming over, the England national. Got some great years in Portsmouth. Now he's coming over to Atlanta. He's already been here. He knows our fan base. He knows our culture. I'm super excited to see Anton back in the five strikes. Yeah, it's wonderful. And, and we've developed. Uh, we've Brazilian, developed. Uruguayan talent. South American pipeline is still there. Yeah, and we've developed all this other talent domestically and internationally, but also from the canine units and we bring on this wonderful new player spike the dog it's it's one of my favorite signings of the all season yeah spike uh when we were just really getting down about the gressel news and players departing tito's taking off atlanta united always finds a way their marketing team their pr department to just just bring us right back and spike the dog we could not be more excited about having you as part of the team this year just an adorable puppy just adorable. Yeah, and so our preseason is wrapping up. We we had a wonderful preseason. We went to Mexico to play games, went to Birmingham. Eh, I don't know if it was uh, wonderful. We didn't lose in the regular time of preseason. That's true. You know, we only, the only game we lost was in a penalty kick shootout at the very end in a tough environment in Mexico. Other than that, though, we, we, built our, we put our team together and we put together a, a good squad. We put together good performances. The, I guess the the worst thing that happened is Miles Robinson hurting himself and George Bellow also hurting himself. So a couple injuries to go into. But I think we may be ready to hit the ground running come CONCACAF Champions League. And Blake, let's wrap up this show by talking about a tactical breakdown and preview of the Champions League to come in our wonderful, wonderful segment, Total Tactics! Yeah, it's back. Total Tactics. We don't have to change that segment for you guys anymore. Well, we we could. We could always change it. Okay, okay, we do. If you guys want it changed, uh, hit us up on Twitter, uh, atlntunitedgmail.com. Also, if you still have a Facebook, you can hit us up on that too. Tell us, we want to name Total Tactics a different name. We could do that, and we might listen to you. So I just thought I just thought I'd let our fans know they can communicate with us. We make a lot of assumptions, and as we saw at the start of the show, Joe, our assumptions aren't always correct. So I just I just figured you know some fan some fan advice might be good. Maybe they don't like the well. You know why they weren't correct is because Frank DeBoer listens to our show every single week, and he's so arrogant and, and he's so hey, stubborn. Hey, Frank listens every week. Don't call him arrogant. No, Frank I, the Tank. We love you. I'm man. calling him out because he he just listens to see what I have to say. And then he decides just to go completely 180 the other way. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll see what he talks about next week when I when I do this. Yeah. I was actually just giving us a quick plug for listener mail. Um, you guys know we do listener mail each and every week, except the first week because no one's tweeted or emailed us yet because you guys didn't know we were back. But we're back. What's up? Hit us up. Uh, just the way I told you guys to hit us up. All right. Let's 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 get into this real quick, okay, Blake. We sorry. got a, uh, you know a me wonderful, my wonderful, my favorite tournament coming right at us, CONCACAF Champions League. This, this is, is where champions. this is where we can prove ourselves. This is the proving ground for MLS to show what we have. And, and there's some great matchups. Uh, 
this is a first round matchup. Yeah, there's some not other really, matchups. There's really only one great matchup that I, I'm going to be all tuned in for that's not Atlanta United. You got Club Leon versus LAFC. You got the top of the top right now of Liga MX. So they're they're leading the division in, mm-hmm. in Liga MX right now. Going up against LAFC, who won the Supporters' Shield last year. That's going to be a wonderful first-round matchup that I'm so glad we didn't get pegged against to start our CONCACAF Champions League. We're going up against Montague out of Honduras, a team that eh, they're not winning their Honduran League right now, but they put together, they're going to fight us hard, but I absolutely see that we should walk away with this one just hands down and go on to the next level. Last year was was maybe a bit of surprise where Herediano came out and knocked us down 3-1 to one where he had to go on and win 4 nothing. I think it's completely opposite. We do go to Honduras. I, I hope some of you guys are making the trip. I know Atlanta United Faithful will be there. But I hope we make it strong and proud and we go into Honduras and get a tie or a win, something where well, we can come home. I thought we were taking a motorcycle down. We talked about that. We're going to take a motorcycle from Atlanta. I was oh, yeah. going to ride on the back. Pre-show. To Honduras. Yeah, I've got my motorcycle. Oh, I thought that was on the show. No, I think no, it was pre-show. It was pre-show. But okay. We were warming up, talking about how where this game is. It's in Honduras. Yeah, we're going to listen to Highway to the Danger Zone the whole way there. Yeah, and we got to ride all through Louisiana, through Houston, Texas, go through Mexico, all the way way down Central America, and just find our way to Honduras. That'd be awesome. If we left today, we could probably make it there in time. Um, Joe, I'm going to stop you, man. Do not sell Matagua short here. These guys, one, are sponsored by no other on their jersey than Pepsi. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not kidding. I did deep into the research here. These guys are sponsored by Pepsi. Is it the... If you ever wanted to go to war with the city of Atlanta, you put Pepsi on your jerseys. These guys have done it. Not only that, their their official colors are black, blue, and orange. You know it's the opposite of red? No, I don't. Uh, blue? I think, I'm pretty sure it's green, but we're going to say it's blue in this situation. I, I am actually concerned about playing here. Their stadium holds 35,000 people. We have struggled on the road as a club just historically. Uh, I, I mean, we have gotten beat on the road countless times. They've been around for 91 years. We've been around for four. I, I just don't think we're in a position to say we're going to cruise in Honduras uh, on our motorcycle and, and, and stomp them, especially with Pepsi on their shirt. So, Blake, tactically, I want to come out and say why we have a different advantage this year than what we were going into it last year. Uh, now, maybe this is a little debunked with Miles Robinson injury, and we'll see how it goes. But I think we are set up this year, coming into this game, way better than what we were doing last year with, with kind of plugging and playing. Remember, Escobar was not fit for the game. Uh, and we were kind of piecing together, guys. Petey Martinez had just Petey just got to the U.S. and was just getting to Atlanta. And we could not put a good squad together to begin last season. I think the depth that we have coming into this game, in the midfield, in the attack, and having all three of our designated players with a year under their belt playing with each other, even though they only had about seven games last season, they're going to start the season with that high-powered attack. And I think we just surrounded our team with 
with a full-on depth of players where it doesn't matter if we have one or two injuries. we got someone that can step in and fill their place. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I mean, we we had a really solid starting lineup that I thought we rolled out in our last preseason game. And I expect Frank DeBoer, barring injury trouble, to roll that into next game. We're talking Anton Walks, Fernando Meza, Miles Robinson, Franco Escobar. Haven't talked about him yet on the podcast. He's back. He's better than ever in terms of form, fitness, ready to roll. Uh, Brooks Lennon saw the field. I, I expect him to be a starter this year like we talked about. Uh, Ezekiel Barco is ready for a big breakout year, being rumored going to Europe in the offseason, uh, but not this offseason, the upcoming offseason. So he's got a lot to prove. He's he's that under-23 DP that we got. Let's see what he decides to put on the field this year. We still got Larry in the midfield, and then Hindman was a signing that we brought on, and then we paid him more money. A lot of people were upset about it. Heinemann's got a lot to prove. So I'm, like, I'm excited to see Heinemann. So in our front, too, the, the two Martinez brothers got to get it going this year. I'm really excited to see Joseph and Petey Martinez, Gonzalo Petey Martinez, really sink this year. So I'm excited about what we got going in this game. Yeah. I totally agree with you, Joe. I'm really excited to see those front three DPs playing. But I'm also curious what we're going to do in that midfield. And, and in my mind... I'm, I want to see Heinemann and Josetto playing side-by-side side as, as an attacking midfield duo, and they take defensive responsibilities upon themselves when they need to, but they're fl- uh, flanked, not flanked, but solidified by a defensive midfield of an option of Larry, who we all know when he plays, he is a solid defensive midfielder, or Remedi, who who's the younger version of Larry, maybe a little bit more uh, risky in, in the option, but either one of them is a solid defensive midfield pairing behind those two uh, full box-to-box style midfielders. Yeah. So, guys, all that being said, Tuesday, February the 18th, that's when all the action begins. We're going to come back at you with a recap and an episode uh, the next the next couple days. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday, be on the lookout for a new episode releasing from us. Uh, 10 p.m. is the uh, start time, so I hope you guys don't have work early on Wednesday morning like me, uh, but I'm going to just deprive myself of sleep and roll through it. Blake, real quick, pick your final four of the Champions League this year. Man, I really like us to get there this year. If, if things line up, I, I, I really expect to see Atlanta United. I expect to see Club America there. Uh, and on the other side of the bracket, I, I really expect to see uh, honestly, I, I think Tigres is a great pick, and I think the Sounders are a great pick. So I expect to see a couple MLS teams in the Final Four this year. Well, Blake, you, you can't have Atlanta United and, and Club America because they would face off in the Elite Eight. So I'm going to say about the same Final Four, but it depends on who wins in that Leon versus LAFC matchup. And I think Club Leon is going to go ahead and wipe away LAFC, take care of them, and it might be Leon versus Atlanta United. And then on the other side, you had it spot on. Tigres and then Seattle Sounders who are coming off their MLS Cup year. I expect him to get the Final Four. It's going to be an exciting, exciting tournament, guys. It's going to be an exciting season. I didn't even know there was a bracket. Yeah, thank you. I was looking at team names. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Thank you guys for coming back to listening to us. We are AT Aliens United. We're going to have a wonderful season. Plenty of beers to go around. Keep tuned to listen to what new beer is coming out each month and each week. Uh, This is ATL and United. I'm ATL Joe, and that's my counterpart. I am Blake, guys. Thanks for listening. And uh, we're here, and uh, thanks for tuning in once again. So see you guys next week and every week. Uh, You guys are stuck with us for the next eight months. So.
probably catch me in the front row with a bad bitty buddy banging like a fungo. We got the cup, but we want more. Cut your tail boca, we got Leandro. Everybody here, alright, hola. You know what it is, five strikes don't stop. You know what it is, we just cut up the rest. Now we got a gold star hanging above the crest. They lost in translation, they not understanding me. Joseph Martinez, Atlanta is family. My city love it, Orlando was mad at me. I can't be clean when they stepped over and trash me. We got WrestleMania, Frank the Boy, MLS Chance. Got a thick look, boy, we number one. What you take us for? Got a shout out, Arthur Blake.